millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. On DAB+, online, via the TalkSport app and on your smart speaker. Exclusive international cricket live, the West Indies versus England. Oh my goodness, what a shot. And the runs are blowing. On TalkSport 2. Good afternoon and welcome to our live exclusive ball-by-ball coverage of England's three-test match tour of the Caribbean. It's day three of the first test between uh, England and the West Indies uh, from the Sir Vivian Richards Cricket Stadium in North Sound, Antigua. And the home side will resume their uh, reply to England's 311 on 202 for four with former captain Jason Holder leading a fight back from 127 for four with 43 not out in the company of Nkrunar Bonner, who is 34 not out. It's been an, two attritional days. The first highlighted, well, indeed, the second morning, highlighted by Johnny Bairstow's eighth test century, a quite brilliant 140, which uh, gave England a total of 311, which just happens to be the exact average first inning score in all of the test matches that have been played at the Sir Vivian Richards Stadium. So an average score, but it felt a bit better than that, given that England were 48 for four when Bairstow came to the crease. And, uh, well, the West Indies themselves were in deep trouble at 127 for four before that fight back. We're a couple of minutes away now from uh, the start of play on day three of the first test match between England and the West Indies from the Sir Vivian Richards Stadium in North Sound, Antigua. To describe the first 20 minutes of the day, Andrew McKenna. Thank you very much, Manus. Come on, everybody. New day, fresh start. Professor Positivity to make an appearance. This is the day for England. Jack Leach is indeed going to finish off the 67th over. There's one ball left of it. He will be bowling to Jason Holder. Holder is 43 not out. And... Just looking, Ben Stokes is at mid-off, doing an awful lot of bouncing up and down and stretching, so maybe Ben Stokes is going to get 
a spell. But we'll keep an eye on that one. Uh, very good afternoon to TalkSport listeners. Joining us as we're about to get the first ball of day three underway. West Indies 2-0-2 for four. We've got one ball of Jack Leach's over from last night to finish off. It is a bright, breezy day. We are expecting some more showers like yesterday during the course of the day. But hopefully they won't interfere too much. Leach will be around the wicket to Jason Holder. And he goes in and bowls, and it's a lowish full toss that Holder has turned straight into the onside. And Ollie Pope is on the field as 12th man. He fields at short mid-wicket, and it's the end of, well, a very brief over. Stokes goes in, and there's an X. Holder's out. England have got the breakthrough, and they've got the breakthrough with the old ball as well. They've got Holder out for 45. It's 206 for five. The West Indies are still trailing by 105 runs. And England are nine overs away from a new ball as well. The door is open for them. Well, every time Joe Root needs something to happen, he throws the ball to the, the very man he can trust, Ben Stokes. A lot of question marks about his fitness. Had to bowl yesterday because things weren't going well for England. And he's come out first thing this morning. He's bowled beautifully. He's bowled straight. He's bowled full. And that one, he's just dragged his length back a little bit. Jason Holder doesn't know whether to play it or leave it. And he really, he did neither. He just dangled his bat out there, trying to leave it. And it's just run off the edge of the bat. An easy catch for Ben Folks. And you're right, yeah, the door could be open. And it's opened by, well, that man again. Captain Fantastic, Ben Stokes. Uh, how many times has he done this for England? When the teams needed him, when nothing's happening, he gets the crowd going and he comes to the party for his captain. It was a fantastic spell of bowling by Chris Wokes and Ben Stokes since the resumption this morning. And England have getting their just rewards by being patient. And Mark Wood is tearing in and bowling quickly. And he's going to stay around the wickets upon it. The leg gully is gone and the slip has gone to a sort of wide gully backward point. But third man is in place. I think there's a catching option. Mark Wood's going to go in and play short. Bonner pulls it away. I'll tell you what, fair play. There are two men on the leg side that might have been interested. And he's pinged that through wide, well, wide long on, straightish mid-wicket, and it goes away for four. That's a crunching shot, this. Unbelievable. It's pretty much set up. Wood knows, Bonner knows what's happening. Around the wicket, fast, short. Wood trying to bowl the bounce, it doesn't quite get up, but Bonner stands up tall, hands out in front of him, and oh, that was all middle. Wood around the wicket, it's short and wide of off stump. On this occasion, Bonner plays off of the back foot and will guide it through points. <laughs> um, I'm not sure about that one, that's four this. runs, I, that's 227 for five. I don't get this. Uh, I mean, England have done so well, keeping it simple, simple plans. Wicket to wicket. Woods looked effective the overs before this, and suddenly he's now going round the wicket. Short ball theory, and two boundaries gone. One on the leg side, one on the offside. That just shows you the lack of control England now have. Right. All eyes on the umpires. Because they've uh, finished their drink, and they're about to take their place back. Well, one at square leg, one behind the stumps, and we're all waiting to see the signal. Are they going to take it or not? Yeah, I think I think the um, that last over from Mark Wood suggested that um, they would take the new ball. Umpire holding it up. 
There we go. Umpire Brathwaite waves it and it looks a pristine new Dukes cricket ball. Slightly uh, uh, better condition than the uh, the old raggedy thing that we've been using for the last 40 overs or so. That dark maroon colour. You can see the uh, the lacquer on the ball. It's shining as Chris Wokes bowls to Jack Leach just to loosen his arms up. There's something about a brand new cricket ball. Come on, Chris Wokes. Let's go, Josh. Let's have a better day today with the new ball. He's the kind of player you want him to do well. You just want him to have success. You want him to do well. It's horrible watching him <laughs> yesterday. Wokes goes in, takes the edge, and it's just wide of Crawley at second slip. Might have been just short as well, but he was going away to his right-hand side. It's through the gap, and it's away for four. De Silva goes into double figures. He's 10, West Indies 232 for five. And that right there is the great irony. You, you take the third slip out, put him in cover to get the bowler to bowl in in exactly that area, which then gets the edge and goes straight through the vacant third slip position. And it's another a little in-ducking shape from uh, Overton towards Bonner on this occasion, which will bring him 50. Pushes into the covers. He's got to 50 from 147 deliveries. And Bonner gets there with five fours to his name. It's his uh, fourth Test match, 50. He's only turned the three previous ones into 100. And England will be hoping today isn't number two, Gareth. Yeah, he's played very well there as Bonner. Been very watchful, trusted his defence. Even in times when England were a fraction off yesterday. Didn't get carried away, didn't give his wicket away. And he's got that 50 to his name now. Here is... Uh, Overton has got to be out. out. That's full and straight. Yes, Up goes the finger. You will not see a plumber LBW than that one. <laughs> that is hitting oh, halfway up middle. And Josh De Silva is trying to persuade Nkrumar Bonner to let him go for the review. Uh, why, Josh? Why? And if anybody has ever seen a kid who's done something wrong, as he's reviewing this, he knows he's done wrong here reviewing this. This is absolutely smacking all three stumps out of the ground. I hope I'm not proved wrong now. I think it will be out, but I do think it was tailing more down leg side than you two are giving it credit for. But I think it will clip outside leg stump. So why not? I mean, this is an important wicket for them. If that's not There's hitting, if that's not hitting some part of middle stump, Jared, I'm going to buy you a burger. You? Whoa. I mean, a, you know, I'm going to take you to the most ridiculously expensive burger. Oh, no, place it's going down. <laughs> We've just seen the replay. Okay, it's, going down. it's clipping leg. That's it's given out. It's clipping leg. I think I think that's fair. That was my first thought was it might clip leg, but it was. I think it was swinging just a bit further. Than Do you want cheese with that burger? Well, it's going to be about three patties, isn't it? <laughs> He's, the problem is, Bonner's got into a uh, sorry, De Silva's got into a horrible position. He's got his left foot right across the stump. Oh no, it's hitting. Oh no. I thought you guys were a bit keen on that one. Not only is it not umpire's call, that is missing by half an inch. It, to be fair, that's split the commentary box because you two went plum. Me and Macca looked at each other to go plum. I don't know where Matty was. Matt, Matty will give his opinion now that it's safe. It's not even a Matt grape, is it? Never mind plum. Do you remember that burger I made in, um, in Sri Lanka when I, I took all the patties <laughs> together and made them really big? That's the kind I'm going to get made from your money, but from a gourmet place. Can't believe it. Can't believe it. Big hello from the uh, Talk Sport cricket team to travelling England fan 
Martin, who is listening in the stands here at North Sound. Martin was travelling out to New Zealand nine years ago, but lost his sight. It's been his uh, dream to watch England with the Barmy Army, so he came and his wife has been helping with the commentary. Hope you're enjoying the, uh, the cricket, Martin. And it's great to have you out here in Antigua. Mark Wood now has it in his hands. He sprints away from us. There's a hook shot. It's come off the uh, top edge of Bonner's bat and has got up into the wind and has flown all the way down towards the West Indies dressing room for six. Here is Stokes. I think it's the last ball of uh, the session and it's nudged away off his hip out towards square leg and it will be collected by Jack Leach and they go through for another simple single. So um, we can hear the words of umpire Gregory Brathwaite saying uh, that's time, gentlemen, time for the morning session. That's the seventh session of uh, this test match and the West Indies uh, have reached 271 for five. They're now just 40 runs in arrears. Lots of uh, hard attritional cricket, disciplined cricket this time from uh, England. Um, and uh, just 69 runs in the morning session. England would certainly have taken that. They would have preferred more than just the one wicket. That of uh, Jason Holder, who was caught behind by Ben Folks off uh, Ben Stokes for 45, having resumed on uh, 43. But that's that hopefully for England uh, will be an investment session. And the West Indies too, they, they will be thinking exactly the same thing. We've lost one wicket, Let's, we've invested two hours of hard toil, and as always, hopefully, the runs will come more easily as the day goes on. You're listening to live and exclusive coverage of the West Indies versus England here on TalkSport 2. Exclusive international cricket live, the West Indies versus England on TalkSport 2. A very good afternoon to you. It is, of course, TalkSport 2 and our coverage of the first test match between the West Indies and England. First test of the series in Antigua. And we are about to resume after lunch on day three. West Indies, well, this morning resumed on 202 for four. At lunch, 271 for five. Jason Holder, the man dismissed. Still there. And Karuna Bonner, 68 not out. Josh De Silva's 29 not out. England bowling much, much better today, though. And uh, they've been uh, really impressive. Right, we are now ready. And Jack Leach has got the let's play instruction. So he will bowl left arm around the wickets. And Bonner is immediately on the uh, back foot, pushing into the offside. And a single taken. Trail by 32. On that occasion, there's an appeal, though, because De Silva's gone across his stumps. He's played it to leg side, missed. He's been taken on the body. It's given out LBW. He has reviewed it immediately. And your first thought there is potentially height. Pitching in line, impact in line, wickets hitting. Can we go back to Joel on field? I'll ask you to stay with your old decision, your on-screen now signal. So De Silva goes for 32 from 88 deliveries. And the West Indies are indeed 279 for six, still trailing by 32. Excellent breakthrough for England, what they were looking for. And Jack Leach finally gets some reward for consistent bowling, pegging away over after over. And that certainly was an important breakthrough in the context of the game. Another 70-run partnership. A really good batting once again from, from Bonner in this innings. 
but England they are persisting with that short ball and I just wonder if that can work in their favour. Well he's gone on the pull, Alzari Joseph, this one has lobbed down and that is an easy catch for the aforementioned Pope at fine leg. Overton has gone short in towards the body, Joseph has taken the bait, played the shot but got himself in a bit of a tangle and England have their seventh wicket, the West Indies 282 for seven. Yeah, really ill-advised shot from Alzari Joseph. Take me back. Do you remember you and I got rather heated in a, in a, in a discussion about um, Mark Wood bowling all of those overs on the spin at the back end of England's innings as, as Australia was setting up a declaration in Sydney? Do you remember? Yeah, I do. I remember that, that very well. And, and he bowled a lot and you were looking around and thinking well we're going to need him further down the line you've got to take him to Hobart he just kept bowling dead overs and Jimmy Anderson and Stuart Broad were were playing and this is another thing that and I know that decision wouldn't have been made the Broad and Anderson not coming here would have been made um, have anything to do with with what was happening at the time but I really struggled you know we, we struggled to understand what what Mark Wood was bowling for I could understand Cool shot from Bonnet, shorter delivery from Wokes, not a bouncer by any means. And he pings it out to uh, Johnny Bairstow, who's in front of square on the boundary, leg side boundary, and they come through for a single. And I think that the, the phrase I used was was asking the Rolls Royce to dig holes for you. Yes, exactly. And but uh, Mark Wood will never ever shy away. Mark Wood will never ever. In fact, Ferrari is was a Ferrari. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think yeah that it was. I think I was the JCB at the time trying to. Dig the dig the big hole, and uh, but Mark Wood wanted a bowl, and I remember having a conversation with him about that. I remember him saying that it was either he, he he was bowling, I think Leach was bowling as well, wasn't he? Anderson and Broad weren't weren't bowling, and we were throwing things. Tim, I can't understand why he's still bowling. I don't, I don't think Jack Leach, Leach was bowling. I think he would, he'd been taken out of the attack. I think Mark would replace Jack Leach. Anyway, I think the, the listeners are getting the general idea. He was he, he was bowling for a declaration, and we couldn't understand why. And I guess I guess the point that we're making is is that you know we we saw we envisaged you know perhaps an issue with the Hobart Test match as it was. Mark Wood took five for down there, didn't he? He and did and take five magnificently. Five. But now we're seeing him with, with what looks like a stress or a strain injury. You know, that, that elbow injury is a wear and tear injury, isn't it? It is. It's a, it not only is it a wear and tear injury from the, the workload that he has, but it's something that he's, he's trying to sort of keep going through and bowl through. And that's not really going to do you any good in the long run. You need some time to to rest that to recover from that we've seen Joffre Archer which you've got to remember it's a different injury to what Joffre Archer Joffre Archer has got and had the thing with Mark Wood was he, he always wants to take wickets he, he's a bit like Ben Stokes and I think that's the problem sometimes and that's where you probably need strong leadership you know, just take the ball off them make sure they don't don't go anywhere near the bowling but at that time I think Mark Wood was more or less indicating there was nobody else to bowl. Joel didn't feel as though he had any other options but to bowl Mark Wood, which we were scratching our heads at. Because England play too, a lot of cricket and there's no preparation time going into each tour, the, you've got to be careful how you use people and then the rest periods in between and then when they start going again, the management of that. He has bowled a lot. Yeah, it's been a while since he's been 
injured and missed a lot of cricket. So them then dead overs, shall we say, in Sydney. I wouldn't say be coming back to haunt the England cricket team now, but I don't think that has helped his body and going into this series. Yeah, it's a cautionary tale, isn't it? I mean, that, that's yeah, the fast bowlers get injured. That's that's the end of the story. There's nothing you can do to stop that uh, from happening uh, in perpetuity. But don't ask your Ferraris to go out there and dig holes for you. That, that's you know, that's. There especially is no sense in it. Especially when you've only got one Ferrari. Correct. Yeah. And then you leave a couple of Bentleys at home. Yes. <laughs> well, oh, to have the choice, eh? 2.92 for seven here at uh, the Sir Vivian Richard Stadium in Antigua. It's the, the slowest session of play that I can remember since 1993 in a test match. There's a sweep shot. I've just brought it to life. It's gone for four. Well, how about that? 14 runs this partnership's worth of 74 balls. That's a good shot, actually, from Nkrumar Bonner, and uh, good on him. And I'm not in any way whatsoever trying to uh, to take away from from his efforts or to um, to, to underappreciate them. I mean, it wasn't a great delivery, to be fair. It was pitching outside leg stumps, right there for the sweep, right length. And uh, But he's played it beautifully, 296 for seven. Uh, West Indies now trail by 15. Bonner 88 not out. Stands very, very still at the crease. Raises his bat, brings it forward, punching to uh, mid-off. And England actually have a long off in place. So he's walked the thick end of half of a run, then breaks into a slight jog to finish it up to bring up the 300 for the West Indies. 300 for seven, halfway through the 115th over. West Indies trailed by 11. Yep, just 11 now. Leach. And it's an edge, and it's flown past Crawley. We had one earlier that was inside edge onto pad, and Crawley wasn't able to hold that. Well, Roach, for the first time in what feels like hours, plays an attacking shot, a drive into the offside, genuine outside edge, and it flies past Crawley at slip and away for four. Yeah, no chance for Crawley here. I mean, he's standing so close as well, it must be said. Roach throwing his hands at it, getting a good piece of thick outside edge. Goes in between keeper and first lit. I mean, neither of them had a chance. Here is uh, Craig Overton. Up to the crease now and uh, bowls. Edge! God, he's got a wicket! Oh, they so knackered, he can't even be bothered to... No, he hasn't edged it. <laughs> No wonder he wasn't celebrating. Came off the thigh. Came off the pad. Well, I, I did my best, boys. Uh, what did it come off? His thigh pad. Uh, it was a deflection. I'm not seeing things. Uh, I thought Craig Overton was just so exhausted that uh, you kind of reach that point where you can't be bothered to celebrate. But uh, all right, apologies for that. If I had you on the edge of your seats. Or maybe I just woke you up. That's full and wide and driven. That's a lovely shot. That is good enough to take the West Indies into the lead. That was a lovely cover drive. Flowing shot from Kemar Roach. Takes him into double figures. 10 off 66 balls now. Uh, Joe Root just offering a, a wide half volley. And Kemar Roach eventually is dragged from his slumber with uh, a super boundary through uh, cover. But we turned up before the test match said, can you tell us where, where the media centre is please and they, there's a sweep shot here from Kimar Roach little bottom edge there's more runs for him now it's running down towards the fine leg boundary back to back boundaries 
for Kemar Roach and the West Indies are into the lead well and truly now by a whopping five, 316 for seven. Root again round the wicket, played defensively by Kemar Roach, who remains 15 off 77 balls. And um, the West Indies are 322 for seven. It's the end of the session. It, it, it's a, been a memorable session, but not necessarily for the right reasons. Just 40 runs scored. Uh, sorry, 51 runs. I'm not doing them uh, enough credit. 30 overs. That's rare. Don't often get a session with 30 overs in it, but we've had 30 overs. Uh, two wickets at a cost of 51 runs. And Nkrumar um, Bonner will take T on 98 not out with Kemar Roach on 15 and the West Indies on 322 for seven. Exclusive international cricket live. The West Indies versus England on Talk Sport 2. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Exclusive international cricket live. The West Indies versus England on Talk Sport 2. Yeah, hello to our listeners once again. Coming live here from Antigua. It's been an excellent session for the West Indies getting to that England's first inning score of 311, pushing past it 322 for seven now. And Krumabon on the cusp of another test match century, just two runs away. In good partnership with Kima Roach, who's been quite resolute in staying out there in the middle, defending, keeping everything out keeping every one of the English bowlers at be excellent partnership and they'll be looking to continue that in this post-T session where the English field is down and keep them out in the middle for as long as they possibly can and see how far they can stretch this lead. Four men on the offside, slip, backward point, extra cover, Ben Stokes at mid-off as Leach is in once more. Round the wicket to the right-handed, Bonner, Bonner gets down on one knee, sweeps it fine and it runs all the way down to the boundary at a very fine leg 
and that has been a most brilliant century for the West Indies number four, 33 years of age. He's late to test match cricket, but he is loving test match cricket at the Sir Vivian Richards ground. Second test match hundred and a second test match hundred here under the gaze of the great Sir Vivian. And he'll want to take this surface with him everywhere he goes. Absolutely brilliant from Nkuma Bana, batting in his more favored number four position. But he's produced the goods once again. He's been there throughout since he got to the crease, has created some useful partnerships with everyone he's batted with and a well-earned century. His second, like you mentioned, in Test Match Cricket and both of them at this venue. But the job isn't over. He'd want to continue, he'd want to push on as far as he possibly can. It's been a real feature of uh, the innings of Nkrumah Bonham. Just how straight he brings the blade down in defence. Even when attacking, slight hesitation there, chance for a run out. I think, I think he's got him. I think Kemar Roach might be short here. There was just a momentary hesitation. Joe, was it Joe Root? Running round at a backward point. But anyway, the, the pick up and throw, he had to run to his left, pick the ball up, turn round, throw it right-handed. But because Roach and Bonner hesitated, Roach is going to be collected. 12 yes, inches short. And boy, England needed that. 3.36 for eight is the score. Jared Kimbers picks up his microphone. So stand by, everybody. This is going to be good. With Wood off the field, is it possible that England have none of their first five choice seamers? Joffre Archer, Jim, Jimmy Anderson, Stuart Broad, Ollie Robertson, Mark Wood. Is that five? Yep, that's five. <laughs> thought I missed someone. Yeah, that, Stone would very much come into the, because of the pace, Stone would come in as well. You'd I mean, so Stone and Wokes are, you know, probably also around that area, but it's a lot of guys, not you know, on a flat pitch. Yeah, Obviously, no, some of them they chose not to, to pick, so. No, Stone's out there. You would, you would suggest, though, that that extra pace is what we're sort of trying to get at on this surface might have helped. Wokes to start the new over and... Well, that's the outside portion of Tamal's bat. There are two slips in place, but it's straight along the deck, wide of the second slip, and away for four. And Tamal has got the biggest grin on his face as he goes to punch gloves with Nkrumah Bonner as the score goes to 348. One man who is not smiling at the moment is Chris Wokes. I mean, that's a genuine edge that's gone straight to floor, wide of second slip, and it rolls away for four. It's like a, a knife through the heart. There's been some public reaction and you know I'm very loath to uh, to attach too much credibility to to social media but uh, there has been conversation about uh, Craig Overton's pace um, you know he's he's been sort of 76 77 miles an hour and I I just would like to ask you the, the question that in conditions like this do you as a, as a bowler or as a team need to make a strategic decision um, as, a, as an attack, a unit and as an individual that actually it's not going to make a great deal of difference if you know that you're likely to have to bowl 25 overs, 25 plus overs. Yeah, I mean, do you, will it make much difference if you bowl your absolute max? For, for most of the time, or do you just have to get into a groove and try and Man, keep something in the tank? You're playing test cricket for England. 
You can't Craig, pick and choose I, I when you want to run in. It's not a loaded question. It's, it, 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 it's 75 miles an hour as a young man in test cricket. It's just, I'm sorry. It's just not acceptable. It's not. You're giving me the, the death say. You think you're no, being horrible not. again. I'm not, absolutely not. I just not. can't. I'm, okay. I'm, I don't even want to say this, but if this was Stuart Broad, they'd be saying, oh, he's got to retire. Too old. Bowling too slowly. They would. I'm putting myself in the in the position of, of, of people who've got you know n no experience of, of playing at, at the highest level. But you don't you you you, you don't go at a hundred percent all all the time in every spell and every session, do you? Jeez. Uh, well, if you don't, I think you've earned the right. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. When, but when you're establishing yourself, yeah. These guys are playing for places. They're playing to keep two of England's most successful bowlers ever out of the team. And you're going to run in... You, ever. Ever. You're going to run in a bowl half pace. If you're Glenn McGrath and you pick and choose, fair enough. Right. I, I don't... Th and by the way, I don't actually think Overton is doing that. I just don't think he's quick. It, and he never has been. Hmm. That's uh, that's that's a bit of pace in it. That was an effort ball from Overton. Unfortunately, it was wide of the off stump and it's uh, it's left alone. And for those who are saying, well, w why was he picked? It's because it's because he's been top of the averages the last two years. He averaged 15 last year and 17 the the season before. Very different. <laughs> no, no, I know, but very you know, different. I just want to clarify. I, I'm not for one minute saying Overton is doing that. By the way, I, I'm not saying he is picking and choosing or or anything or not trying. He's been running in. Uh, giving it is everything. He is just not. He, he's not a 90 mile an hour bowler. He's not an 85 mile an hour bowler. Overton in once again, and uh, that is uh, nudged out square of the wicket on the offside. So the classic example of of somebody who's uh, who's got great control and is extremely effective on English pitches with a bit of grass on them. Exactly right. Exactly, and and, and again, credit. This is what the ECB, the powers that be, wanted to find out. What can these guys do? It's all well and good watching them bowl on a green top in April. But what can we do overseas? We have to win more test matches. We, Gareth Batis mentioned yesterday how hard it is to go and win test matches away from home. We have to give these young players experience of surfaces like this. Maybe not necessarily like this. This is extremely dose. I mean, there is literally nothing in it. But this is where they will learn. Overton will have to learn that running it you know as hard as he's trying 75 mile an hour straight ones isn't going to cut it he's going to have to find someone else whether it's cutters leg cutters keeper up maybe he needs to go away and put a yard of pace on i mean wokes did that wokes wokes put it went away and put a yard of pace on he worked very hard on his fitness very hard on his action came back after a winter away and and was a quicker bowler Absolutely. Chris Wokes, when he started, he was an 80 mile, 81, 82 mile an hour bowler. He now can bowl a heavy ball, genuinely. So it can be done. Um, but, it, but I also think it's unfair for, for people to suddenly start saying, well, questioning why he's bowling 76 miles an hour. That's what he does. He's going on the pull on this occasion to Wokes. There was a couple of cries of catch it, but it's out to the mid-wicket region. There is no one there, and that is Nkrunah Bonner's highest score in Test Match Cricket. He's 117 not out from 312 balls, and the West Indies just keep on trucking. Uh, I'm just trying to bring up Bonner's first-class record, actually. So, 
He's played 80 first-class games and averaged 29. Is that the best you've got? <laughs> You're on your own then. You and Manus have some fun. Here is uh, Ben Stokes once again. And oh, that's surely LBW. Up goes the finger. Gareth Batty, we can't get another one wrong. That has to absolutely be out. With that, that's hitting middle and leg halfway up. It kept low, didn't it, from Stokes? Oh, yeah, we'll play it, a review for uh, Matt Pryor's winding us up. The I've checked the front foot, it's a faded every Let's start with front on spin vision, please. The picture again just looks gone for all money again. Doesn't it? It really does. Front on coming up. Rolling. That is... Oh, he's hitting <laughs> oh! Well, can you believe it? No. It's brilliant. It's very characteristic. Um, very unusual. Down that side. A leg glance from Nkrumar Bonner. Dan Lawrence reckons it's out. Nobody else does. He's shouting. He's yelling. He believes it's out. Joe Root is uh, beginning to take him seriously, having not done so originally. And uh, he's asked Ben Folks, and you know what? There was a, a, a what looked to me, Harmy, like a, I'm not he's sure not from Ben Folks rather than a definite that's not out. And he's gone for the review. Yes. This is more spike. Can you up and roll out for me? What do you think, Harmy? That good enough forward. for you? No, go forward, go forward no go not for me. Well, there's a, there's a spike. I think it's out. Go back to Greg on field. There's a spike as the ball is close to the bat. Oh, he's good out. Yeah. Greg, you have to overturn your decision from not out to out. You're on screen now. Where's Dan Lawrence been for the last <laughs> 70 overs? <laughs> and the England players are absolutely delighted and bewildered in equal measure because Dan Lawrence has taken a wicket in the 155th over, in his first over, and he's got the Centurion. And Krumar Bonner strangled down the leg side. The tiniest spike on the ultra edge is enough for the third umpire, Nigel Duguid, to say that it's out. Well, it really was the tiniest, tiniest noise. And Krumar Bonner makes his way off the field to a standing ovation strangled down the leg side by the part-time spin of uh, Dan Lawrence. But that isn't the story. The story is Nkrumar Bonner having made a quite brilliant, a quite brilliant century. Everybody's around the bat now, virtually. It's a complete change in the field. We've got four men around the bat. It's not everybody. It's the last ball of the day. Here is Dan Lawrence. It's short and it's cut. And uh, <laughs> Ben Folks is tossing the ball up in a fake appeal because uh, he knows that Vasami uh, Pamal has missed the attempted cut-shot. He gets good revolutions on the ball, does uh, Dan Lawrence. Uh, really, um, it's quite clear that uh, he is giving it as much as he can. Anyway, um, that is uh, the story of the day. In a moment, uh, you'll be with uh, John Norman, Gareth Baddy and uh, Matt Pryor for the following on podcast, a summary of the day's play. But in brief, and Krumar Bonner, and made 123 as the West Indies finished the day on 373 for nine, two wickets apiece for Craig Overton and uh, for the persevering Ben Stokes, whose 28 overs cost just 42 runs. 373 for nine. It's been a hard, enduring day of um, attritional cricket on day three of the first test match from the Sir Vivian Richards Stadium in Antigua. Here is the following on podcast.
You're listening to the following on podcast in partnership with the ECB. I'm John Norman and I'll be joined by former England internationals Gareth Batty and Matt Pryor to look back at day three of the first test between West Indies and England in Antigua. To the surprise of many, well, the West Indies are still batting, closing the day on 373 for nine. The day, though, began well for England. Ben Stokes striking early. Stokes goes in and there's an X. Holders out. England have got the breakthrough and they've got the breakthrough with the old ball as well. They've got Holder out for 45. Holder going on the stroke of a half century. At that point, the Windies were still trailing by 105 runs, but Nkrumah Bonner stepped up when his team needed him with his second Test Match 100. On the wicket to the right-handed Bonner. Bonner gets down on one knee, sweeps it fine, and it runs all the way down to the boundary at a very fine leg. And that has been a most brilliant century. West Indies continued to frustrate England, moving past their first innings total, but they did have a, a fair share of scares along the way. Here is uh, Ben Stokes once again. And... Oh, that's surely LBW. Up goes the finger. Gareth Batty, we can't get another one wrong. That has to absolutely be out. <laughs> that is... Oh, he's hit it! Plenty to come over the uh, next 20 minutes. You're listening to Following On on TalkSport 2. So, Gareth Batty, Matt Pryor alongside me, and uh, they look like they've commentated on a day which um, boasted... Um, <laughs> A hundred, uh, well, let's have a look, 90.1 overs. Blimey, there was more. Well, there we go. We got more bang for our buck. I can't remember the last time I had more than 90 overs to comment commentate on. We're going to have to make this an extra long show because we're going to discuss all 171 runs, the five wickets that fell uh, at a, uh, a run rate of 1.9. I mean... You know, Matt, you were there at the MCG in 2010, but I imagine this may actually beat that in the memory stakes, eh? Without a shadow of doubt. <laughs> what a day. What a day. Yeah. Um... I tell you what, you've been talking all day. <laughs> Let me ask you a proper question because we can talk about the slow overrate. We can talk about that dire pitch. And I tell you what, you know, this uh, this ground, North Sounds, I mean, if, uh, if you could pick a pitch or build a pitch that was more opposite of what or who it's named after. I mean, this is the Sir Vivian Richards Stadium. It's hosted three tests against England. One was over inside an hour. This one would go on for 10 days if uh, if, if it was allowed to. Um, the last one was okay, but that was over inside three days. But essentially, let's, let's talk about the positive because the positive for me uh, has come from uh, Nkrumah Bonner. You know, before this test series, there was only two players who averaged over 40 across both sides. One of them was Joe Root and, uh, and the other one was Bonner. And he, he's approaching 50 now. And, and that's a decent sample size. He's only been playing for a year, but he's played uh, a decent handful of tests. He's played a myriad of opposition. And what really impressed me was essentially, you know, we've seen uh, players from all walks of life and all countries, when the going gets tough, essentially throw it away. And at no point today did he look like he was ever going to change his game plan. The game plan was set. All of the batsmen or the batters bought into it. There were partnerships with all the tail, apart from Alzari Joseph. And even in the final over, after he, he, he went, suddenly Pamal was taking the strike. 
because they, they absolute over my dead body attitude by the West Indies all day today. Yeah, and it's not often an attitude you, you know, you see the West Indian batsmen, certainly tail end batsmen, use or adopt uh, often. You sort of think, okay, well, let's get through the, the front line batters and the rest will come and have a bit of a do and, you know, might, might clip a few, might hit a few cleanly, but they're going to give you a chance sooner or later. And I just think the way that Bonner played and then the way he managed the bowlers when they came in, Pamel's a really good example, just set their stall out. And they just thought, it was almost like we are going to out-patience England. And I, I didn't think they would do that. I didn't, I'll be honest, I didn't think they had the mental you know, ability, resilience to do that. I thought if England came and bowled and went at two and over for the day, they'd bowl West Indies out comfortably. Because you just think they're going to do something. They're going to come out of their bubble. Bonner's going to reach for one outside off stump and nick it or do something. Play across the line, trying to work it into mid-wicket. But they didn't. They just played the line of the ball, played up and down the pit on a wicket like this. It's exactly what you need to do. Hit mid-on, hit mid-off, play straight for a long time. And they did that literally all day. And it didn't even matter when... I mean, a couple of sessions there where they went at one run and over for the session. But they were all right. They were comfortable with that. And that is a skill in itself. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the innings, or the partnerships rather, he put on, you know, Jason Holder was out very early in the day and West Indies are still 100 behind at that stage. But uh, Bonner put on 73 with De Silva. He put on 44 with Roach. And, uh, and then he put on another 45 with um, Pamal. You know, and that's that's the difference between a a decent, you know, negative on first innings and actually being 62 ahead. And on a pitch like that as well, I'm not suggesting that they've they're going to win the game, but they've almost taken a defeat out of it because there isn't going to be enough time. I tell you what, let's uh, let's hear what the England uh, interim coach Paul Collingwood has to say. We're um, the fact that the boys have had a, a really good day in the field. You know, to have um, to take. Five wickets for 170 runs in a, in a test day that, um, you know, backed up yesterday. They were in the field most of the days. Um, I thought the attitude was absolutely fantastic. And um, certainly the game isn't um, out of our reach. Um, but I would say West Indies are slightly ahead today. But we, we worked tirelessly today on a pretty placid and docile pitch. Um, you know, at the start of the match, we I think everyone thought that this pitch might uh, break up. Um, and it doesn't seem to be uh, breaking up at all. It seems to be getting slower and lower and, um, and better for batting on. So it's, uh, so it's been a difficult day to take wickets, but I thought we stuck to our task uh, fantastically well. Yeah, I think you assessed the, the pitch quite nicely. They're quite placid, quite nothing in it for the bowlers. In hindsight, is there anything that you guys could have done differently? Or are you quite satisfied with the effort? Well, I'm satisfied with the effort. I thought the attitude, as I said, was um, was superb. I think the fielding performance, uh, the ground fielding performance was um, as good as I've seen in a test shirt. I thought um, the way the boys stuck to the tasks, as I said, they were in the field for most of the day yesterday, so to back that up again today was, was superb. I mean, if we're going to be playing on pitches like this, then the only thing that you may have to look at is, is the toss and, and use the moisture in the pitch on the first day. Um, but there are still two days to go and anything can happen if this pitch uh, starts breaking up then things can happen quickly as we see in subcontinent conditions so um, you know I'll be, I'll be better suited to um, answer those kind of questions after day five Yeah, Mark Wood didn't take the field after lunch an update on him? Yeah, he's got a sore elbow um, so it's a, it's a concern um, and we'll just have to assess it overnight and, and see how he is and 
um, see if we've been able to take a part in the second innings. And a word on the opposition batsman and Kruma Bonner, he really applied himself and showed what test match batting is all about. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, it's, it's pretty difficult to, um, to cause problems with, with batsmen who, are, who want to apply themselves like that. Um, you know, he, he stuck to his strengths. Um, he capitalised on the short balls. He, he, he scored well off the back foot. And he made it very difficult for our bowlers to, to get him out. Um, you know, when there's no turn and there's not a lot of pace in the pitch, um, you've got to find ways to build pressure. I thought we did that over periods of time, but he, he applied himself and um, he got through, through those pressure periods. So, uh, you know, it was a top uh, test match end. Tough indeed. Thanks for your time, Paul. No problem. Cheers. So that's Paul Collingwood, the England interim head coach. Um, Bats, we're not going to see you for the rest of the test match, but you'll be back for the tail end of the second test match. Uh, Matt, you're in luck. This is definitely going to Saturday. So uh, you'll be back tomorrow and Saturday. So will the TalkSport 2 team. Uh, Alex Tudor will be joining us in place of uh, his former Surrey colleague, uh, Gareth Batty, myself, uh, Andrew McKenna, um, Jared Kimber, Neil Manthorpe, as well as Steve Harmison, uh, Samuel Badri and Mark Butcher. The action gets underway on TalkSport 2 at half past one. First ball is at two o'clock. And the West Indies were batting this morning and they will be batting tomorrow morning as well. They lead England by 62 runs after a quite brilliant knock by Nkrumah Bonner of 123. Last man out as the West Indies, who started the day 202 for four, ended it 373 for nine. Stokes goes in, and there's an edge. Holders out. England have got the breakthrough. Well, every time Joe Root needs something to happen, he throws the ball to the mat, the very man he can trust. Ben Stokes, how many times has he done this for England? And it's another little in-ducking shape from Overton towards Bonner on this occasion, which will bring him 50. Yeah, he's played very well there as Bonner. Here is uh, Overton has got to be out. out. That's full and straight. Yes, Up goes the finger. You will not see a plumber LBW than that one. Josh De Silva is trying to persuade Nkrumar Bonner to let him go for the review. Why, Josh? Why? As he's reviewing this, he knows he's done wrong here reviewing this. This is absolutely smacking all three stumps out of the ground. If that's not hitting some part of middle stump, Jared, I'm going to buy you a burger. You, well, I mean, A, you know I'm going to take you to the most ridiculously expensive burger place. No, it's place going down. <laughs> Do you, you want cheese with that burger? Well, it's going to be about three patties, isn't it? <laughs> you guys are a bit keen on that one. Not only is it not on fire school, that is missing by half an inch. Can't believe it. Can't believe it. Trail by 32. On that occasion, there's an appeal, though, because De Silva's gone across his stumps. He's played it to leg side, missed. He's been taken on the body. It's given out LBW. He has reviewed it immediately. Pitch it in lane, impact in lane. Wickets hitting. And the West Indies are indeed 279 for six, still trailing by 32. Well, he's gone on the pull, Alzari Joseph. This one has lobbed down, and that is an easy catch for the aforementioned Pope at fine leg. And England have their seventh wicket, the West Indies 282 for seven. Yeah, really ill-advised shot from Alzari Joseph. Now on the wicket to the right-handed, Bonner. Bonner gets down on one knee, sweeps it fine, and it runs all the way down to the boundary at a very fine leg. And that has been a most brilliant century for the West Indies number four, 33 years of age. Absolutely brilliant from Nkuma Bonham. Slight hesitation there, chance for a run out. I think, I think he's got him. 
I think Kemar Roach might be short here. Roach is going to be collected. Look at this broken. 12 yes, inches short. And boy, England needed that. Going on the pull on this occasion to Oaks. There was a couple of cries to catch it, but it's out to the mid-wicket region. There is no one there, and that is Nkruna Bonner's highest score in Test Match cricket. Uh, I'm just trying to bring up Bonner's first-class record, actually. So he's played 80 first-class games and averaged 29. Is that the best you've got? <laughs> You're on your own, then. You and Manus have some fun. Here is uh, Ben Stokes once again. And oh, that's surely LBW. Up goes the finger. Gareth Batty, we can't get another one wrong. That has to absolutely be out. Oh, oh Matt Fryer's winding us up. He's saying he got inside edge. Is that is... Oh, he's <laughs> oh! Well, can you believe it? No. A leg glance from Nkrumar Bonner. Dan Lawrence reckons it's out. Nobody else does. What? And he's gone for the review. Yes. This is more spike. Can you rock and roll that for me? What do you think, Harvey? that good enough forward. for you? No, good. Before, what, before that, no not for me. Oh, good out. Yeah. Where's Dan Lawrence been for the last <laughs> 70 overs? <laughs> and the England players are absolutely delighted and bewildered in equal measure. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Flimsy staying slowing you down? Well. It's time to upgrade. Armadillo builds durable North American-made tablet stands and kiosks. We're so confident, we offer a lifetime warranty. So elevate your business and visit armadillo.com. That's A-R-M-O-D-I-L-O.com and use code ACAST for 5% off. Armadillo, built to last, designed to impress.